McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, coming up, uh, breaking news, what it means and why it matters. Interesting things to get into uh, today. We will discuss some foreign policy issues, particularly the war in Ukraine with Katie McFarland from the uh, perspective of national security and what that's doing to our country. Uh, we've also got day two of the former president in court here in New York. Stay here. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog. He's come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can. He's well aware. As well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can. The odds are he's right. Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you here. Um... Earlier today, the former president, Donald Trump, arrived at the Manhattan courthouse to face the second day of his trial on, uh, this is the uh, civil trial, on the issue of fraud leveled by New York Attorney General Letitia James. Um, and, and this is um, a, an important uh, trial. They, they, what we're going to see now is a, is a litany of the former president and courtrooms and reporters asking questions, et cetera, et cetera. And I think just, you know, in all honesty, if you earnestly believe that you are innocent of the things that people are uh, making up and bringing against you, then you're going to want to speak out. And so I don't, I don't blame the former president for earlier today saying uh, to the press a few words before he went in. He stood outside the courtroom, spoke briefly with reporters, and reiterated his claim that Judge Arthur Engoron had handed down an earlier fraud ruling based on false information that Letitia James, the Attorney General, had uh, given him. He called on the judge to reverse his previous decision, saying that no fraud had taken place, and, and this is important, there were no victims of any crime. I think if if no crime is committed and someone suffers from the actions of someone else, even if there's no crime committed, then I think it's appropriate for civil recourses to be allowed to take place. Because if you've hurt somebody, even if you didn't commit a crime, but you you ended up being the cause for why they were injured, I think it's I think it's pretty uh, polite just to say, okay, um, this happened because of me, and we're going to try to make restitution, try to make that right. But it's another thing to say, as Letitia James is in this particular case, that uh, Donald Trump has committed this, these crimes, these supposedly fraudulent crimes, and that he needs to be punished when there is no victim of any, there's no evidence of anyone suffering an injury because of, his actions. Now, whether his actions rise to the level of criminality, that, that would make this a criminal case. So what exactly is she arguing in a civil case that is attempting to pin him on charges of fraud? And let me, let me just give you an example of one of the things that they're, they're accusing him of. They, they are saying that he has overvalued the statement or the worth of his properties, and they cite Mar-a-Lago as an example of this. Now, this is this is real estate law. It's Florida. I don't know what the judge in New York thinks they're an expert on about um, New York uh, real estate, but the judge has determined that the property of Mar-a-Lago which is about two times the size of a property that it sits next to. And that property is important. I'm going to tell you about it in a second. But they've said that this property, that's about twice the size of the one next to it, I think it's 34 acres or something like that, that, that Mar-a-Lago is only worth, the judge in New York said that it is only worth 30, uh, is only worth $18 million. And President Trump had it valued at 
I don't know, between 50, 100 million or, or more than that, maybe um, in his, you know, when he was using, you know, uh, statements of assets for, for getting bank loans for his businesses. So the judge says 18 million. If you take the property that is right next to Donald Trump's at Mar-a-Lago, the property is about half the size. It's about 17 acres, I think. It is undeveloped. There is not one piece of uh, property or building or anything on it. It has the same connection to, to water on both sides. One of the things that makes Mar-a-Lago beautiful is that it sees the east and the west coast from where it sits. It's got water on both sides. The idea that the property next to it, which also has water on both sides, and is currently valued, his neighbors, undeveloped, almost identical in terms of scenery, but half the size property, is currently valued at $200 million. By the way, I think there's... A, a very good reason for why it is valued at $200 million because I think that being neighbors to Mar-a-Lago enhances its value. So how could you possibly say that the president listing his value of a property that's twice as big has immense amount of beachfront with water on both sides has a fully developed luxury hotel and property on it, how can you possibly say that that is only worth $18 million when the empty property next to it that's likely enhanced by Mar-a-Lago's presence is valued at $200 million? This is the kind of stuff that makes people believe that this is either political or personal that the judge is carrying out against Donald Trump when something this blatant in terms of inconsistency is put forward. And I think it's one of those things that people are going to have to say to themselves, do we want a justice system that seeks to punish Donald Trump simply because he's been successful, simply because he had the ability to buy Mar-a-Lago and to pay for Mar-a-Lago and now use that as an asset against other loans for other parts of his businesses. What, where, where is the victim in this? Even if he had overstated its value, which I do not believe that he did, and I think the judge's evaluation of Mar-a-Lago is a joke. $18 million wouldn't buy the driveway at Mar-a-Lago, most likely. So what, what are we really talking about here? That's why the former president is irritated. That's why he's frustrated. That's why he's calling on this judge to dismiss this case, because it is full of baloney. The, the, the former president also made one other additional important note. He said that the attorney general has a political bias against him in this case. And he cited the fact that when she campaigned in 2018, she campaigned on the fact that she was going to prosecute Donald Trump. She didn't need a crime. She knew he was guilty of something. She was just going to prosecute him. And the, the idea that she was going to get him on something criminal went away a long time ago. Now she's stuck with this very, very poor civil case against him. And she's out to get him. I don't think that either of those statements, that he's told the truth about his properties and that the judge is acting with bias and that the attorney general is prosecuting with bias, I don't think either one of those are overstated or misapplied. And he should not endure a separate type of treatment simply because he is Donald Trump. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Come forward. It's time, time not only to be a Christian, but also live your faith with another Live It Challenge. Up next, bring your Bible to school day on October 5th. To learn more or register your children for the first time, visit bringyourbible.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. 
Let me tell you about a very interesting new book that has just been released and some are saying is a must read. It's called Two Creations, Bara and Asa. And the author, Emmanuel J. Charles, reveals the secret of creation from the book of Genesis. He reveals that life on earth was not evolved, but created by Almighty God. He explains that the first three verses of the Bible should be considered as three distinct events that took place in four different eras of earth's history. This book presents undeniable claims supported by logical reasoning, scientific evidence, and biblical truth. This book gives pastors and professors the ability to teach the creation account in churches and academic institutions boldly, without any doubt or hesitation. Many young students are walking away from their faith due to the lack of evidence to refute the theory of evolution and the promises that they will finally find answers in this book. Visit Amazon.com to get your copy today. Buy your copy of Two Creations, Barah and Asa, by Emmanuel J. Charles, today. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds, like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Are you encouraged by the message of WMCA? Then follow us on Instagram for more inspiration. Just search AM570 The Mission and start following us. Before you know it, our scripture verses and inspirational quotes will become a source of refuge as you scroll. AM570 The Mission. Download the AM570 The Mission mobile app on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on WMCA.com, TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. Jesus celebrated God's holy days. Are they a part of your faith walk? The next holy day, the Feast of the Tabernacles. The Feast of Tabernacles reminds us of how the children of Israel lived in temporary tabernacles, temporary booths, when they journeyed for 40 years in the wilderness wandering on the way out of Egypt into Israel. And even when they were in that trial, that temptation, that difficult period in the wilderness, God was with them, he took care of them, and he blessed them and eventually brought them in to their inheritance and he's going to do the same for you god is calling us to rejoice in him continuously it's the season of rejoicing discover the jewish jesus with a free download of god's seven holy days you'll also receive a link to the fascinating god's holy days video series log on to wmca.com keyword holidays and listen to discovering the jewish jesus weekday mornings at nine the following is not an actor but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. I'm Corey, and this is my story. I was going through some financial troubles paying off my credit cards. I was paying high interest rates, and it just wasn't getting any better. And I knew I had to do something. So my mom told me about Trinity, and so I decided to call. Trinity was able to do something that I couldn't. I'm paying off my debt. I'm saving thousands, and things are really looking up. I promise you guys, you will not regret it when you call Trinity, because it was such a relief and less stress in my life and it was the best thing I could have done for myself because once I called Trinity they took care of me and I felt such a relief, a weight off my shoulders Trinity was great to work with they wanted to help me, I love it If you're in debt and you need help call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496 I'm Corey and I'm debt free for keeps 1-800-936-5496 Kevin Cottrell Coffee with Kevin. WMCA is excited to announce our first live prayer in Times Square broadcast. We're going to be broadcasting prayer and worship from Times Square on Monday afternoon, October 16th from 3 to 6, from right in front of the Red Steps. Tune in for a special three-hour broadcast. Kevin McCullough and I will be featuring interviews and prayers from local pastors and ministries on matters affecting our city. Amidst the interviews and prayers from our city, you'll catch live music from local church choirs and worship teams. Prayer and worship in the heart of Times Square. Join us in prayer now as we anticipate this WMCA first ever live prayer in Times Square. It's going to be powerful, and we invite you to join us either in person or on the radio. Monday afternoon, October 16th from 3 to 6. A special thanks to our title sponsor, the Salvation Army plus Alpha Sun Market Street Mission and Campaign Against Hunger. For more info, visit WMCA.com. When you're high, you feel different. But if you feel different, you drive different. So don't drive high. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. 
breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. It's Tuesday, and so we get to turn to one of my favorite people on planet Earth, Katie McFarland, uh, the civilian equivalent to a four-star general when she was at the Pentagon. Multiple administrations she has advised, and she continues to offer advice, even working on a piece for foxnews.com as we speak. Katie, always good to have you with us. Um, there's this document that got leaked um, this week, and Victoria Coates posted it on her Twitter. You reposted it with some cogent commentary, as always. But it basically um, outlined a relationship of the Biden administration and holding on to known elements of Ukrainian corruption, quote, to show solidarity with Kyiv and avoid giving fuel to a small number of Republican lawmakers critical of U.S. military and economic aid for Ukraine. Um, that's that's not exactly cavorting with the enemy, but it sure does seem to be cavorting against the American people in my mind. Yeah, we're to the point where every American household has already given $1,000 to Ukraine, and there's been very little accountability of where all this money has gone. Um, the problem is that whether it's the Biden administration or, you know, the neocons or a lot of other people, they've said, look, you only have two choices. You're either all in and you give everything to Ukraine that they need and you're going to do it indefinitely. There's no clear path to victory, but you're a bad guy if you don't do that. Or on the other hand, if you um, if you don't give every uh, Ukraine everything and you pull out, well, then you're giving turning Russia over to have domination over Ukraine and probably all of Europe. So those are two extreme and lousy options. There's a middle option, which nobody seems to figure it out, except probably President Trump, is that if you can have American energy be reproducing again, like it was during the Trump administration, our energy producers can produce oil and natural gas much cheaper than anybody else in the world can, and then we can set the global price, um, cut it in half, and then we bankrupt Russia. Russia can't afford to fight. But right now, if the Biden administration is saying, well, we know that they're really corrupt, we probably know that they can't win. There was a Pentagon document not too long ago that leaked saying that there's no clear path to victory, that the Ukrainian spring offensive didn't work. They weren't going to retake ground. So you've got an administration which says, well, we don't want the American people to know that Ukraine is really corrupt. Number two, we don't want the American people to know that Ukraine probably can't win. But anyway, give us all the money and all the stuff. I mean, to me, it just is absolutely irresponsible, and it's foreign policy malpractice in the incompetence of it, but it's also malpractice to the American people. You and I were talking about this off air before we went on, but there seems to be a real sense of extremism in Ukraine policy, and you're seeing it a little bit in the uh, minor league debates that keep getting held for the GOP, but... Um, it's either your Matt Gates or your Mike Pence. You're like, uh, never another dime for Ukraine period or, uh, give them everything they ask for, especially weaponry. And, you know, we'll support them because freedom is on the line, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, you and I have talked quite a bit about probably much more effective means in terms of not just winning the war in Ukraine, but having a position of strength globally. What should America be doing? Well, if we really wanted to be a global leader, we would stop throwing away trillions of dollars on these forever wars, which do nothing for us. Uh, and we would take those trillions of dollars and do a couple of things. Well, we could rebuild our infrastructure. We could rebuild our education system. We could double our R&D budget so that we would then have a focus on being able to keep the technological lead uh, that is eroding. We would really invest in artificial intelligence and quantum computing. We would invest in a 5G network. But we're not doing any of those things. Instead, we're kind of squandering it. You know, if you could think, Kevin, of how many trillions of dollars we've spent on these forever wars, Afghanistan, Iraq, now Ukraine, and it's, it's who knows even how many trillion. It's probably five, six, seven, eight trillion dollars. What could that have done for America if we had spent it at home 
we could have easily secured our southern border and we would be we could easily have rebuilt our military so that we would maintain the technological edge over our adversaries i mean one, one thing you and i've talked about this there's something called a hypersonic missile yeah the chinese have developed it the Russian north korea has it in china we can't do it somehow or other the hypersonic <laughs> missiles have not gotten off the drawing board of the united states military or our defense contractors that is criminal that we have left this really technology of the future that's going to be a game changer in the Pacific. We have somehow had a missile gap. We, the United States of America, we think of ourselves as the technological leaders of the world, and we're not. We're throwing it away and we're losing it. And that's what makes me the maddest. If we really wanted to be a world and global leader, fix that technological lead. We've got the people who invent the stuff. We just have to let them do it. Yeah, and for people that are listening that are wondering, um, the hypersonic missile uh, can be launched basically from anywhere in Asia and strike anywhere from uh, <clears throat> the tip of Maine to the uh, southern tip of Florida uh, with pretty good precision flying faster than what our current defenses can pick up. So if that doesn't scare you, I guess we don't have much to worry about, but that's a pretty <laughs> frightful picture, KT, and it's our it's our enemies that have it. Yeah, and I mean, it's not only do they have it and we don't have it, so therefore you have no deterrence against them. But we have no defense against it either, so we're kind of sitting ducks for this one kind of weapon system. And that's not even talking about the other ways that the Chinese have and, and others um, have cyber capabilities against us that we can't defend against. They're moving into the Arctic. We're not doing that. They're moving into – we're not doing that either. And, again, the United States, between our entrepreneurial – abilities, between our technological abilities, between our fix it, invent it, create it abilities. We can we out, we outrank all these guys. We can we run circles around all these people and yet we're not letting our entrepreneurs, our inventors, our creators do the job that they can do. So let me ask you in just a practical final couple of minutes with you here. The election is obviously looming. Right now, it appears that it's going to be Biden versus Trump in a second go-around. Do you believe that the, the, the Trump team would attack this from day one and immediately unleash the creative research-based ingenuity that it would take to, cause I feel like every day that we don't begin these programs that we are, we, we are just waiting for the next 9-11. We're just waiting for the next, you know, nuclear bomb to go off uh, quite possibly literally in an American city. Yeah, I think Trump would do it on day one. I think that DeSantis, others have talked about it as well, but you know, yeah, I, I do think President Trump has shown that he's a, he's anti-regulation. I just don't know of many things that are more important than securing our border and getting our defenses ready, because China has said they are going to come for us. Yeah, I mean, duh, Iran. We now know Iran has been gunning for us for 40 years. Um, it, it just, to me, it, it again, do you really take an oath of office as president of the United States and say you're going to defend the American people and our way of life, or, or, or are you trying to do something else? And I do believe President Trump, because he understood, he was the one who talked about energy dominance. It yep. bankrupts your adversaries, it fixes America's economy, it's good for the environment, and it forces our adversaries, whether it's in the Middle East or Russia or even China, to treat us very differently. Bankrupts them and enriches us. I don't see why we can't seem to follow these policies that is do it on day one and on kt you always make the most cogent statement just before we end um thank you as always for being with us pleasure and an honor you you got it kevin mccullough coming right back don't go away In Two Creations, Bara and Asa, Emmanuel J. Charles reveals that life on Earth was not evolved, but created by Almighty God. He explains that the first three verses of the Bible should be considered as three distinct events that took place in four different eras of Earth's history. This book presents undeniable claims supported by logical reasoning, scientific evidence, and biblical truth. 
Get your copy now. Available on Amazon now. Ron had a tax problem he just couldn't handle on his own. I owed the IRS taxes for over five years, but I didn't have any money to pay the taxes. Those years cost him dearly. Most of it was fees and interest. It was horrible. Ron finally called in the pros. I called Optima Tax Relief, and boy, am I happy I did. <laughs> the leading tax resolution firm, Optima, is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. They've resolved over a billion dollars for their clients. Ron was overjoyed. They settled my account with IRS. I was ecstatic. They are a lifesaver. <laughs> they are. I am so happy. <laughs> Take Ron's advice and call Optima now for a free consultation. Yeah, don't do like I did and wait. Call Optima Tax Relief. Do it now. You'll be ecstatic like me. <laughs> call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You've all helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the MySlippers, the Giza Sheets, the MyPillow 2.0, and more. But some great news, the MyPillow 6-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent and still provide that cushiony, soft wonderfulness that you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regular price, $79.98. For a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code WMCA. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798 and use promo code WMCA to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That's MyPillow.com or 800-651-0798. Hi, Kevin Cottrell Coffee with Kevin. WMCA is excited to announce our first live prayer in Times Square broadcast. We're going to be broadcasting prayer and worship from Times Square on Monday afternoon, October 16th from 3 to 6, from right in front of the Red Steps. Tune in for a special three-hour broadcast. Kevin McCullough and I will be featuring interviews and prayers from local pastors and ministries on matters affecting our city. Amidst the interviews and prayers from our city, you'll catch live music from local church choirs and worship teams. Prayer and worship in the heart of Times Square. Join us in prayer now as we anticipate this WMCA first ever live prayer in Times Square. It's going to be powerful, and we invite you to join us either in person or on the radio. Monday afternoon, October 16th from 3 to 6. A special thanks to our title sponsor, the Salvation Army plus Alpha Sun Market Street Mission and Campaign Against Hunger. For more info, visit WMCA.com. Listen to More Like Jesus with Pastor Dave Gustafson. Second Timothy 3 again. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Tune in Monday through Friday evenings at 6.30. The benefit of studying scripture is as we develop this habit and it starts to reshape our brains, it prepares us for anything that God might want us to do in life. More like Jesus on WMCA. Listen to your favorite Christian programs anytime on the OnePlace app. Download and listen offline. Stream to your car or automated home device. Download OnePlace at Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Obliterating confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us as we continue to make our way through this Tuesday. Uh, a couple of things I wanted to let you know about. Um, one, at some point in the near future, we plan on speaking with uh, Keith Getty about the Getty's Christmas concert that's going to come to Carnegie Hall on December the 9th. Um, if you have joined us in years past, you know how special Christmas time is in New York City. It, it, there are people that fly here from all over the world to um, attend that evening of Christmas celebration and make it a part of their kickoff to their to their holiday, uh, celebrating the holiday. But if you've never experienced a Getty's Irish Christmas or seen an Irish Christmas, as it was called last year, um, it will it will be something that will warm your heart. I invited a whole bunch of friends last year that don't even, as far as I know, claim 
of faith or, or very vocal about whatever faith they do claim. Uh, but I thought because it's Christmas, it was just a great way to get them to be exposed to the message of the, of the season of what Christmas is about, why Jesus came to earth, all the rest of it. And they ended up absolutely loving. That's the kind of thing that just makes me so thrilled when we can use simple things to introduce the gospel to people and let them know of the hope that is within us as believers. So um, kind of a fun thing. Well, this year, and I am very excited to be the first one to be able to tell you this, there is a very special guest that is doing the Getty Christmas show. Now, normally it's constructed in, in two parts. So the first half of the uh, of the concert is just a Christmas party. Um, the band, they're playing your favorite Christmas songs. Everyone's singing. It is, it is so lively. There's Irish folk dancing. There's Keith Whalem who played the solo for I Will Always Love You and Whitney Houston's album. Uh, he comes out and does, uh, really cool stuff. Uh, they've had special guests, et cetera, that have come out and done special things, but it's a party. It's a celebration. It is, uh, Keith, Keith has explained it a few times. It's like having Christmas in the Getty home. Uh, this is the kind of stuff they do around the piano. Um, so a lot of fun. A Christmas party in the first half. In the second half, they do a lessons and carol service where through some guided commentary and uh, a thought, uh, a short message from a, a major communicator, they, they turn your thoughts towards the serious, towards the eternal, towards the big meaning of Christmas, why Jesus came to this earth and what difference it all makes. And they've had some real all-stars bring that special message. Uh, Johnny Erickson Tata, um, Tim Keller before he passed away, um, Alistair Begg. Uh, they just had a, a series of really incredible, wonderful people that have done that. Well, this year... I am very excited to announce that just a few weeks ago, I got to introduce two of my good friends to each other, Dr. A.R. Bernard at the Christian Cultural Center and Keith Getty. They had never met before, and I got them connected. And it turns out that Dr. A.R. Bernard is going to do the, um, the, the devotional thought for the lessons and carols in the uh, second half of the Getty Christmas show at Carnegie this year. You know it's going to be powerful. You know it's going to be good. So I want you to go and get your tickets, gettymusic.com, getty, G-E-T-T-Y, music.com, gettymusic.com, and come out and experience a night, Dr. A.R. Bernard, the Gettys, uh, the massive choir. They're going to have a children's choir this year as well. Um, all of the guest musical artists, and I don't even think that lineup is solidified yet. They've still got people that are asking if they can be involved, and they're trying to figure out how they're going to get everybody worked in. It should be a great, great time. But put it on your calendar, December 9th, and it's going to be, it's going to become for you, I hope, what it has become for us, a real, genuine, honest Christmas, New York way to open the Christmas season and to celebrate the joy of God coming to earth to, to be that man in flesh, to be that God in flesh that surrenders his life, that, that pays the ultimate price so that we can know God forever. It's just a wonderful, wonderful way to kick off that season. December 9th, Carnegie Hall, uh, gettymusic.com for your tickets. G-E-T-T-Y music.com, gettymusic.com. You're going to be hearing a lot more about it. They're going to be with us several times uh, between now and then. But if you want to get the early bird discount, uh, the tickets are as cheap as they will ever be right now. So you can go and get your seats. It's going to sell out quick. I mean, just the Christian Cultural Center congregation alone is going to sell out kind of y'all. So um, don't wait on this. Uh, make sure you're with us that night. Uh, gettymusic.com, G-E-T-T-Y music.com, gettymusic.com, and uh, join the fun. It's going to be a fabulous night in New York City at Carnegie Hall on December 9th. Kevin McCullough, coming right back. Don't go away.
is Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com for Town Hall. On Saturday, a man committed a crime in an attempt to obstruct Congress from considering a funding bill. Was this another MAGA activist of the kind pursued by the Department of Justice for the last two-plus years? No. It was Jamal Bowman, Democrat congressman from New York, who pulled a clearly labeled fire alarm as his party complained about a rushed vote. Given the security risks involved, the large emergency response ensued, costing taxpayers thousands of dollars, but giving Democrats a little more time to caucus ahead of the vote. This is almost literally yelling fire in a crowded theater. It's a crime in D.C. that carries a potential six-month sentence. More importantly, it was a crime intended to obstruct Congress. Democrats have demanded severe punishment for Americans involved in the January 6th riot for the same action. Equal justice demands prosecution of Bowman for his criminal conduct. The House must also expel Bowman as a lesson to others. If they don't, we'll normalize and incentivize future fire alarm stunts in highly charged debates. I'm Ed Morrissey. Happy birthday. Hey, take a look outside. No way. An electric bike? Can I take it for a ride? We have a car versus electric bike crash on Main Street. Victim is a 17-year-old male and unresponsive. No sign of helmet use. Don't let your gift become your grief. Work together. Learn about controlling an e-bike and operating it safely before they ride. Wear a helmet. Be careful in traffic. Slow down and follow the rules of the road. A message brought to you by the Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. The WMCA October Ministry of the Month is its prophecy time with Pastor Alan Davis. Now, the wrath of the Lamb is spoken about in Revelation 16 and the great day of his wrath in Revelation chapter 6, verse 17. Now, these things are getting closer. There's going to be no place to hide. Listen Monday through Friday afternoon at 2.30. Regardless of how you look at it, Jesus Christ is coming back. It's prophecy time, the October Ministry of the Month on WMCA. Listen to the Mission WMCA anywhere you go with the AM570, the Mission mobile app. Download on Google Play, iTunes, or listen to TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. Kevin Cottrell Coffee with Kevin. WMCA is excited to announce our first live prayer in Times Square broadcast. We're going to be broadcasting prayer and worship from Times Square on Monday afternoon, October 16th from 3 to 6, from right in front of the Red Steps. Tune in for a special three-hour broadcast. Kevin McCullough and I will be featuring interviews and prayers from local pastors and ministries on matters affecting our city. Amidst the interviews and prayers from our city, you'll catch live music from local church choirs and worship teams. Prayer and worship in the heart of Times Square. Join us in prayer now as we anticipate this WMCA first ever live prayer in Times Square. It's going to be powerful, and we invite you to join us either in person or on the radio. Monday afternoon, October 16th from 3 to 6. A special thanks to our title sponsor, the Salvation Army plus Alpha Sun Market Street Mission and Campaign Against Hunger. For more info, visit WMCA.com. You feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround, and when it comes to marketing, consider us your personal move-you-forward company. In a recent study, we found that 53% of local businesses were classified as novices when it came to designing, implementing, and managing their marketing needs. And that's where Salem Surround truly shines. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumer day, night, and everywhere they might be. Let us give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and what your competition is doing. Our digital sales and support teams are the best in the industry and deliver customized personal service that's second to none. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. When you're high, you feel different. But if you feel different, you drive different. So don't drive high. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. If it's happening in New York or across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you back. Um, an update on a story from yesterday and then something else I want to get into because it's really important. Um, so we told you the story of Jamal Bowman yesterday. He's the congressman from New York that... Uh, I don't know. He got into a little bit of trouble. He was, uh, he was not liking the fact that the budget negotiations in Congress were going the way they were going. Um, and he, he didn't like the fact that the Democrats on, on his, on his team were working with Republicans to get a 
continuing resolution across so that they could uh, keep, you know, the vital government services going for people that need them. And he wanted to try to bring a halt to that process. And he wasn't able to in all the other ways that he tried. So when he was leaving the congressional building that his office is in, uh, just before the vote, he thought, huh, if I pull this fire alarm panel, then it'll shut everything down and, and maybe we can stall the vote. Well, it didn't work. The vote went through. They got the continuing resolution done anyway. And ever since then, he has been on the hot seat to try to explain what his actions were. Well, I told you yesterday he made up this story about how he was leaving the building and he thought the door was locked, which it wasn't. He thought that the, the button on the side would open it, the panel would open it. You know those buttons where you, you know, you know where you go to doors and it, it doesn't automatically go. So you go and you touch the little silver plate chink. When you push that, then it opens the door and everybody gets out. Well, I, he said that that's what he thought the fire alarm was. That was his explanation. I pulled the fire alarm where it clearly says fire alarm. And, and it's, it's a big red pulley that has the word fire alarm written on it. And he pulled that. So after being exposed for kind of making up this story, he continues to have problems so much so that his office has now put up a document titled Messaging Guidance. Now, who would need guidance on something to message coming from Congressman Bowman's office? Well, Messaging Guidance, supporting Congressman Jamal Bowman after accidental fire alarm, was sent to his fellow Democrats on Capitol Hill. And what this is is a collection of talking points that they can use when speaking to the press and saying, hey, you shouldn't be so hard on him. He just made an innocent mistake. He was just trying to get out of the building. It's not true. It's a complete fabrication. They've got all the evidence to, to deal with that, but they're, they're, they're circulating this thing called messaging guidance. So it's been useful. Some Democrats have used it. Um, one of the Democrats that received it said to the press, literally, it's kind of absurd what they said, but he said, I believe Congressman Bowman when he says it was an accident. Republicans need to instead focus their energy on the Nazi members of their party before anything else. Of course, they didn't name any names, and as far as I know, there are no members of the Nazi party in either the Democrat or the Republican Party uh, in Congress. And the last person that was a member of the Nazi Party that served in Congress was Senator Robert Byrd, who was President Joe Biden's best friend. So kind of an interesting thing to say that the other side is full of Nazis when your side actually had Nazis serving not that long ago. Anyway, different story. Okay, I, I want to get into a couple of other things before we before we uh, get to the final thought today. And one of them has to do with this idea that we are supposed to do a couple of things and just kind of not even give it any thought. One of them is that we are supposed to be, this is what the government would like, they would like us to be funding the Ukraine war indefinitely. We spoke with Katie McFarland earlier. That's, I think that's a fool's folly. I don't want Mr. Putin to win, and I don't want him to have any of Ukraine's territory. But I don't know to what degree the life, sweat, tears, and blood of Americans should be being spent in what looks like a controllable situation at the moment. Ukraine's getting weaponry. They're getting enough to repel the invaders. I think that's, I think that's a, a, a good thing to do. But the Pentagon is releasing statements today saying that they are very afraid that there's not going to be um, enough money to do that. 
Simultaneously to this, we are supposed to believe, according to what Corinne Jean-Pierre says, that when somebody from Congress asks for more funds to secure our border, that it's a political stunt. She said, in exchange for them approving funding for Ukraine, they asked for more border dollars. A reporter asked Jean-Pierre during the White House press conference on Monday and about House Speaker Kevin McCarthy saying he wants additional funds for Ukraine tied to congressional action on border security. She claimed that President Joe Biden has delivered record funding for Border Patrol and then demonized what he said were extreme House Republicans. This is the new language. Anytime that they're being asked to do something by the other side, the other side is extreme. Friends, we've had we've been averaging now for like the last three weeks more than 10,000 migrants a day coming across the southern border. Kathy Hochul and Mayor Adams are saying that there's no more room in the state of New York. Other states have already said that. We cannot continue to import millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of people with no place to live, no jobs to come to, and no contributions to be made. It's a little bit insane. And it's not extreme for someone to say that this is not working. That's all the Republicans are saying. It's not working. We have to come up with a different plan. By the way, we didn't have this problem three years ago. When Donald Trump left uh, office, the border was under control. Just food for thought. Kevin McCullough, final thought, coming up next. Stay here. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. Have you been injured in a construction site accident? Have you fallen from a scaffold, ladder, or height while on the work site? If the answer is yes, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. In most cases, the law in New York favors you as the plaintiff if injured in a fall while working on someone else's property. It is important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We're always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Kamins at 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at IdalaLaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Kamins, fighting for justice fighting for you. If you are 65 or older, you know this, watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on health care costs is so frustrating. But here's something that could really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare 65+. Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65+, plus is a low-cost option for people with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. Plus, it's easy. You can use any Medicare-approved doctor and get 24-7 telehealth from the comfort of your home. And here's the thing. If you join before October 30th, you'll get your second month free and save even more. I'll give you the number here in a second, but just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. The deadline against October 30th, so now is a great time to call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. Want more AM570 The Mission? Go to am570themission.com to listen live, tune into podcasts, sign up for events, learn about our advertisers, join the fan club, and more. That's am570themission.com. you need to know when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. So very glad to have you with us. It is Kevin McCullough, final few minutes of today's Kevin McCullough Radio. Um, you know that I like to have a little bit of a giggle when I find things that strike me as odd, sometimes funny. Um, 
And you know that the global agenda to conserve on greenhouse gases and any number of other things are often met with a little bit of ridicule for me because so many of them are so outlandish. And I can't help but wonder if this new push uh, is exactly that, outlandish. In the nation of France, uh, which, by the way, is a nation that doesn't export a lot of products, so it's really heavily dependent upon a lot of tourism coming to them. But a brand new poll that has just been put out finds that a shocking number of French citizens support banning people from flying more than four times in their entire lives as a way of trying to stem climate change. A poll from the research firm Consumer Science and the Analytics Institute found that 41% of French citizens would support that kind of limitation on travel. The number rose to 59% amongst 18 to 24-year-olds that, that would suggest limit. Now, this has been proposed by a French engineer, and they would apply to air travel for business and pleasure. So the poll surveyed 1,010 French residents over the age of 18. It found that support for air travel restrictions was far higher among the younger age groups. You know why that's partly true? <laughs> People in that age range, 18 to 24, have hardly traveled in their life. If they've done it, it's been because their family has been wealthy enough to take them to nice places. But you know what age group people start having to travel a lot more, especially if they're male? People that are breadwinners. And how can you how can you say to a man whose job it is to provide for his family and in that job, he has to go from location to location to help clients figure out things that they need and so forth. How can you how can you put that on him? Now, I don't travel nearly as much as I did 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I was flying a bunch back then. I was in between radio gigs. I was trying to consult with a couple of companies. I was helping uh, gain clients, etc. I, I flew four times a month, much less the year, much less my entire lifetime. Four, think about four flights. That seems a bit insane to me. But that's what the young people who believe in this religion called climate change and that we can do something about it, that's what they believe needs to be done. Let me just point this out. In the scriptures, the writer promises that God will not let something bad come to the earth. He's the one who created it. He's the one who promises to sustain it. And I believe the scriptures. I'm Kevin McCullough. We'll see you next time. The preceding program was 